Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, February the 24th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we're going to do this bad boy a little bit different. I am actually going to read through an email I got about not going broke trying to look rich and i'll explain that uh in a handful of minutes here in detail we're gonna keep this one quick i haven't done a solo one like this in a very long time and uh nice to be back by myself speaking into the ether um to all of you guys out there listening in your cars uh walking your dogs doing deadlifts split squats whatever you're into i'm here with you so we're talking about don't go broke trying to look rich today. Um, I want to tie in a real story here and uh, kind of wrap it up with a bow and send you guys on your way for the weekend. But before I kick in, a couple quick housekeeping things. One, our 40 Days of Fitness Challenge is kicking off here on March the 6th, which is a Monday, if I'm not mistaken. It's the first time we've run this program inside of the app, so it's new to me in there, so hopefully we can work out some of the bugs and kinks together. 40 days, you guessed it, doing fitness every single day for all 40 days. That does not mean you're doing a Metcon every day that's going to rip your face off. Some days it's just mobility flows, and we get into some other skill work as well. So if you're looking for something pre-summer to get you on the right track before it starts getting warmer for a lot of you folks in the Midwest, Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, all those places, this would be the program for you. So you guys can check the link out. It should be in the show notes here. It's also in my Instagram bio, um, just jeremyscottfitness.app slash 40 days of fitness, I believe is the link. But again, you can try it for a week for free. See if it's for you. If you're an app member, it's already going to be free. So we're giving it to you guys for nothing, which, um, it's a, it's a tough program. It is not a, not for beginners. Uh, I would say intermediate, you can make it work, advanced people. Um, you can get into some pretty deep waters here uh, if you want to challenge yourself. So, our 40 Days of Fitness Challenge is kicking off here again on March the 6th. If you guys are on our newsletter, you're going to see that stuff come out. If you're not on the newsletter and you want me to add you, I'm happy to do that. Again, we send out three emails a week, every week. We've done that for 13-plus years now to try to help you guys with some valuable information. So 40 Days of Fitness. Otherwise, obviously, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app runs all the time. You guys always get a free week, jeremyscottfitness.app. All my personal weekly workouts, full programs in there, and we add new stuff every single week. And this episode is brought to you by, can you guess, my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, let's be real, none of us do. This would be the one thing I would take and add into your life. It's the best tasting greens on the planet, hands down. There's probiotics in here, digestive enzymes, and the antioxidant equivalent to eating about 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies which is tough to beat. So if you're taking 14 different pills, throw them away. You can pick this up, and you guys are on the right track. So if you want, right now, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will give you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you've heard other people talk about this, maybe you've seen it somewhere at your gym, maybe your coach, uh, a buddy, wherever, but you're just like, well... I already take this other product and I'm not sure and I want to try it before I make the investment. Cool. Hit us up. 
However, you get in contact with us on the website, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if you're watching, we will send you a pack right to your front door 100% for free. That is correct. You can ask us for some free sample packs of Athletic Greens, and we'll mail them to you wherever you are at in the world. If you have a mailbox, a P.O. box, and you can get mail, we will get you some greens to try. Try them, see if you like them, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. Is anybody else offering that? Not that I've ever heard of, but we've been doing that for the last three years, I think, and we've sent out literally thousands of packets. So we're happy to continue to do it. So if you're somebody who's never tried it, but you want to, and you want to be a little bit healthier and cover the gaps in your nutrition, hit us up and we'll give you the free samples. Otherwise, the link is in the show notes, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for all the free stuff today. Same goes for our friends at BeamCBD, beamtlc.com. The code is Jeremy Scott to get you 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. This is the nighttime CBD sleep aid that we take. It's the dream product. I go with the cinnamon chocolate. Heather takes, I believe she's tried every flavor. If you want a free week sample, we have uh, free week samples of the cinnamon chocolate, something that's going to help you guys get to sleep and more importantly, stay asleep and wake up feeling rested, have your hormones regulate, have your body repair and just, you know, Wake up feeling like a human and not a, a bag of shit zombie. So otherwise, link is in the notes. All our other sponsors are going to be in the show notes too. Our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. If you guys like that bone broth, we can always get it for you cheaper than you're ever going to find it anywhere in the store. The link is below. Same thing at our friends at Sleep Sold Separately where I get all my joggers, a lot of my hoodies, and my undershirts. We have a discount code for you there. And my friends at JLab Pro where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and curl oils. And also we have a free supplement guide for you guys inside the app. If you want it, check it out. Otherwise, I think I can actually probably email it to you if you reach out and you don't want to be inside the app. So there it is. <sighs> it's always a mouthful, man. So now we're talking about don't go broke trying to look rich. And I put this on T-shirts last year sometime, and it's become one of the more kind of underground popular shirts that we do here. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that people like, some of the sayings that we put out, but this one hits a little different uh, for certain people. And it's something that obviously I talk about a lot on here for a handful of reasons, which I will get into as we go. But growing up in a place where I never saw uh, affluent people, I didn't see flashy stuff or fancy things. And whether people were, you know, rich or wealthy or not is, is probably up for debate. But it certainly was not part of my culture coming up and what I saw. Uh, I tell this a lot. I, I don't think I saw a Mercedes until I was probably, you know, 15, 16 years old, like in person, like maybe if I was watching like Roadhouse, and you know how Swayze had like that shitty car, he would drive to the double deuce, but then he had this dope ass Mercedes that he kept over at Emmett's place all covered up. Uh, that's probably like where I'm seeing Mercedes or if I'm watching, you know, Gordon Gecko and Wall Street, like that's where I'm seeing the fancy cars. Where I grew up, not so much. If you see like a, somebody have a, a Chevy Corvette, you know, an old one. That's that's probably about the fanciest thing I ever saw. Otherwise, you know, people just got basic Fords and, and Chevys for the most part. So I share that to give you context. And now I live in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's great here. Uh, I wouldn't change it, you know, other than if you can put the ocean right here, that'd probably be best. 
But short of that, man, it's awesome. It's clean. It's nice. The, the people I've met here, I couldn't ask for, for better people in my personal circle. There is real rich people here. Uh, there is real money here. Uh, and it, it, everything's levels, right? But but it's real here. It's, it's as real as it gets. And there's also what I call like the fake money here. Or if you're from this uh, part of the world or you've been here, they, they call them the $30,000 millionaire, you know, the, the tip. I mean, I'm sure there's women too, but typically dudes because dudes do that so they can hook up with chicks. That's basically the main motive for being a, a guy is to look fancy so you can have girls like you, I guess, when you're younger. That's what's important. And there's a lot of people who are kind of trying to do the fake it till you make it thing and really just fronting uh, like they have it when they don't. And... Sometimes I'm sure that works out, but more often than not, it ends real bad. And I've been doing this a long time. I've lived here for the past 16-ish years. I've been doing this business for 13 here, and I've got to meet a lot of people from all walks of life, man. And one of the worst things you can see is people suffering and being stressed and having anxiety because they're essentially broke, but they look like they're rich. They're trying to flex and front for a multitude of reasons, which I'm going to get into here on the episode. But I want to kick off uh, with a real fast quote from Tyler Durden. And if you guys have never seen the movie Fight Club, you have had a terrible childhood, for one. I feel bad for you. Um, it's almost like child abuse. I mean, really, if your parents didn't, didn't let you watch Fight Club or you didn't, someone didn't push you to watch Fight Club, you, you got some weird friends, man. But the movie, you know, I, I saw it at a younger age, definitely changed my mindset uh, on a lot of things. As weird as that sounds, there's a lot of real gold life lessons in there. It's obviously a great badass fucking movie too. But if you really, you know, look between the lines there, you know, between the black and the white, you can... You can learn a lot of things about life from that movie. And I mean that with the utmost sincerity. And there's a Tyler Durden quote that says the things you own end up owning you. And we actually have that quote here in my office. It's up across from me on the desk. And there's another one as well, which I'll share later in the podcast. But it ties in with the don't go broke trying to be, you know, trying to look rich. Because the things you own then end up owning you. And I just wanted to do this quick podcast because I got an email last weekend. I was actually driving home on Saturday evening um, just to do my normal kind of Saturday routine, uh, have my typical, you know, treat or, or cheat meal, if you will. And my buddy was kind enough to order the Volk uh, Islam uh, pay-per-view. So stayed up way too late watching that. But before all that kicked off, I get this email to my inbox and the title of it is don't go broke trying to look rich. And I'm going to read here for a second for you guys and I'll paraphrase some, some things and I'm going to take uh, the name out here. So this is as hopefully secretive or as arbitrary uh, as it can be because I don't want to share this person's uh, identity for a handful of reasons, but the title of the email was Don't Go Broke Trying to Look Rich. And as I open up the email, it says my long story behind, and I quote, Don't Go Broke Trying to Look Rich. 
And this person goes on to say, I feel like people come into your life for a reason. I first heard you speak at Fitposium in 2016. Side note here, Fitposium is a health, fitness, entrepreneur, business owner conference that uh, James Patrick, who I've had on the podcast before, has, has put on for people who want to get into this life in the kind of entrepreneurial health, fitness, nutrition space. And I have spoken there before and I did what I would consider probably, you know, one of my my go-to talks with my buddy Dave Drees, who at the time ran Arizona Training Lab. Dave's been on the cover of Ironman. And we're speaking at Fitposium and we're just kind of going over, you know, why we do what we do. And then we turn it over and do Q&A. And, you know, sometimes I keep it, you know, corporate. And then sometimes I just, I kick him the fucking real. And I was kicking him the real that day. And so when she says Fitposium 2016, that is what she's referring to. So I first heard you speak at Fitposium in 2016. And since then, you've made an impact on my life. I'm sharing my long story with you as you've inspired me beyond fitness and nutrition. You've inspired me to reach my financial fitness milestone that I never thought I'd be able to reach. I'm a recovering shopaholic slash spendaholic. I got my first credit card under my name when I was 16 years old after forging my mom's signature. That's gangster. I probably had almost every department store credit card in all the major credit cards. I tried cutting up credit cards, but I had the numbers memorized. Side note, I remember when I started doing this business and the first time somebody told me they had their credit card memorized, I was literally in shock. Um, I don't know if that's a common thing or not, but that's the first time I'd ever heard of it years ago. And I was like, damn, man, you must use these fucking cards like they're going out of style. So she tried to cut up the credit cards, but had the numbers memorized. And the credit lines kept increasing because her credit score was so good, only because she was making the minimum payments on time. Living off of credit cards my entire adult life until six years ago, I had so much credit card debt and somehow still qualified for a $50,000 car loan. Let me read this one more time. I was living off of credit cards and the credit limits kept increasing because my credit score was so good because I would make the minimum payments on time. I had so much credit card debt. However, I still qualified for a $50,000 car loan. Side note here. One, if this is you listening and you have a bunch of credit card debt, do not get a fucking car loan. Please do not do that. I don't care what they tell you you can afford or what they're giving you or the limits they're they're saying are okay. They are not okay. It is going to fuck your life up, dude. Side note, that's why when people say my credit score is great, I'm not against having great credit by any means. It's if you're you know going to buy a home for your first time or do certain things, you, you that's how the system works. But saying you have an 800 credit score has nothing to do with how much money you have. It is nothing, dude. You can have a zero credit score and be rich as fuck. You can have a credit score of zero and have thirty million dollars, and you can have a credit score of eight hundred and be two hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. Just so we're crystal clear here, everybody, on what a credit score really is. It's just you having revolving debt. My, uh, my credit actually goes down 
because we don't have enough revolving debt, if that makes sense to you. So back in the day when we had debt, when I had a mortgage and basically that's all we ever had, when I had a mortgage and Heather had um, student loans, my credit score was higher. Now we have nothing. Does that make sense? Hopefully what I'm saying. So she's in credit card debt, but they keep increasing the limits. So she keeps spending. And then she qualifies for a $50,000 car loan. In 2017, my credit card debt and car loan added up to be over $112,000 of debt. Let me repeat that. In 2017, just six short years ago, the credit card debt and car loan debt added up to be over $112,000. So 50 of this is a depreciating asset that has a motor and wheels, which is known as a car. The other, what appears to be 62, is credit card debt, basically buying shit that we don't need or can't afford in the moment. My husband had no idea I racked up that much debt because I took care of the finances. Side note here, if you're with a partner, Heather and I talked about this last weekend. You guys got to communicate, man. And you got to have access to the accounts and you can't just blindly go through your life thinking that your partner has it all figured out and your partner is always doing what's in your best interest. Sometimes there is shame. Sometimes there is guilt. Sometimes they are afraid or embarrassed to tell you the reality because they've dug a fucking hole that started at a foot deep and now they're 15 feet deep and they can't get out of it. And they just keep on digging and thinking that, you know, eventually, you know, they'll get through to the other side, but there is no other side. The only way through is actually up. You have to get out of it. So that's a side note for you guys. But her husband had no idea how much debt they were in because she took care of the finances. She goes on to say, I just figured I'd be in debt for the rest of my life. We were living paycheck to paycheck with maxed out credit cards. But I thought I was living my best life because I had all the materialistic things I wanted until I reached a midlife crisis. I'm going to repeat that sentence so people can hear it. We were living paycheck to paycheck with maxed out credit cards, but I thought I was living my best life because I had all the materialistic things I wanted until I reached a midlife crisis. In May of 2017, our daughter was in a tragic car accident less than a mile from our home and lost her best friend. My daughter broke her hip in three areas and was life flighted to the hospital. So she's on the air back here. At that point, money and materialistic things didn't matter. It made me realize that life is too short. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking if something was to happen to me, I don't want to leave all this debt from my husband that I had accrued over the years. We started in 2018. And basically at that point, because of everything that was going on, the bank and all the stuff that they owed essentially wiped out the accounts. And in 2018, with $112,000 of credit card debt and $1 in one account and $100 in another account and no savings account, this journey begins. She goes on to say, when I came across your podcast, I would listen to it on my one hour commute to and from work. I never missed an episode. I felt like you were my virtual life coach because a lot of what you said resonated with me. Through this journey, I was broke, but looked rich. I'm going to repeat that again. Through this journey, I was broke, but I looked rich. This month, as I celebrate my 41st birthday, it will be my first birthday in 25 years 
where I'm debt-free from credit cards and car loans, only having our mortgage left. The first time in 25 years, this person does not have credit card debt or car loans. That is over half of this person's life that they have been in debt to Honda or uh, Jaguar or Mercedes or American Express or Visa or whoever. Crazy to believe that I haven't used a credit card in six years, she says. I've learned to let go of things that do not serve me and to help me find my true self. It's still a work in progress. Keep doing what you're doing because you're making a difference in people's lives. Thank you, Jeremy, for being a badass human. End of email. Now, I share that for a few reasons. One, not to make me look like some fucking financial guru or some genius, because that I am not, my friends. But I am just a normal dude who grew up very humbly in a very, you know, basic, small Midwest uh, environment where people around me didn't leverage things. You just worked your ass off and you did the best you could with what you had. Um, But what I have done is I figured a couple of, of simple things out in my life early on. Um, a lot of it, I have to credit to doing this for a living and being surrounded by the people I've been surrounded with. But I share this because this is a person that I know and I see frequently. And this is somebody that I've known for years now. And I had zero, and I mean, zero fucking clue. This was their story. Literally no idea. And I would not have guessed it was them in a million fucking years, you guys. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you showed me a panel of people that I know, that I work with, and said, hey, man, which one of these people is most likely to be $100 plus $1,000 in credit card and car loans and is broke as shit and living paycheck to paycheck, stressed as hell? It would have took me, I mean, it probably took me about 100 picks you know, to to pinpoint this person down. And that's kind of why I share this, because the point is, if I have no idea about some of the people in my circle and what they're going through, the odds are and the stats support that it's probably happening in your circle too. When we share the stats here, um, people, you know, 75% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Is that every neighborhood? No. But it's most neighborhoods, even the fancy ones, dude, even the ones you think where people are, oh, they're crushing, they're doing great, look at the trips, look at the stuff they have, look where they're going. Bro, we're all similar, dude. You know, when you're living that way, it's no different if you're the guy, you know, struggling in his Honda, driving back to the trailer park at night, making $33,000 a year trying to make ends meet versus the guy who's driving the Porsche to his $3 million house who's living paycheck to paycheck, trying to make ends meet. You just got nicer stuff. You get to do fancier things. You got more wiggle room because you could always downgrade and downsize. But again, you're trying to do that keep up with the Joneses bullshit, which first of all, and I'll touch on this in a second, you're trying to keep up with your neighbors and the Joneses and whoever. Why? Those people are broke too. You know, it's like that. that's the, that's the irony of all this. It's like, that's the weird part is that it's this, superficial bullshit people get wrapped up in. And I've learned a lot 
doing this career over the past 15 years, meeting people who are really, really wealthy, you know, uh, again, just where I'm located and where I ended up being in life. I, I meet people who are worth a hundred, 200, $500 million or more, which is mind boggling to me. And I meet people who are fake rich. And what I mean by that is people who are making 500 K a year, but they're living like they make a million a year and they're living check to check. And I get to see and hear their stories um, and the struggles. And you get a real eye-opening view uh, of what to do and maybe more importantly, what not to do with your money and your life. And I get to see the good and the bad and the ugly of what it can be versus what it should be. For the record, because I know some people are getting real salty right about now, I'm not against stuff. By no means am I against stuff. Heather and I have taken some of the nicest trips uh, around the world. Uh, I live in a nice place, I think. I think I drive a nice car. Some people might talk shit about it. Uh, you know, I do not stress about money. I don't have anxiety about it. I I got a lot of problems in my life, but money's not fucking one of them because I didn't go out and buy a bunch of shit I couldn't afford at a young age. I lived as cheap as I could, as long as I could, and then I bought things that appreciated over time and invested in things that pay me money versus things that take money away from me. And as I get older and if things continue on the same trajectory that they've been on, I just over time probably gradually just buy nicer stuff if I want nicer stuff. And it doesn't affect me. Um, so again, I'm not against nice things. But these things that we talk about most times it's houses and cars and clothes and trips, whatever they are, whatever your thing is, they should be a blessing in your life, not a major stressor. They should enhance your life, not stress you the hell out, wondering how the fuck you're going to pay for them week to week, month by month. That's childish. And that stuff is stupid. And it doesn't impress anybody. And if you're living that way, I think you're robbing yourself of a lot of happiness. Many people find their identity in consumption. Um, they even find their perceived value or importance based on the kind of clothes that they can buy and the brand of car that they drive um, or you know the home that they can purchase and live in. And a large chunk of America even places judgment and a certain amount of importance and measures success by the amount of consumption one can make. The size of the house, the zip code, what kind of backsplash you have or countertops, uh, the luxury brand of car. And is it, is it a, just a BMW? Is it a three series? Is it a five series? Is it a Mercedes? Is it entry level? Is it an AMG? You know, and if it's designer clothes, I'm going to list off names of shit that I've heard because I don't know anything. If it's, you know, Gucci or, you know, Prada or whatever the fuck else people buy. I don't know. All my shit's free. Um, but people place judgment in, in, a, in a huge level of importance on that. And they equate that to being, quote unquote, successful. If you drive a Mercedes, if you have a Gucci bag, if you live in this neighborhood, you're successful. Right or wrong. That's what many people do each and every day. Um, whether we like it or not, we're kind of a keep stats society in America. And some of that's good and, and some of that's bad. But in today's world, 
a lot of people are just kind of searching and they're grasping onto their identity and what they think people will think about them. And so what I mean is you're, you're driving something or you're living somewhere or you're buying things that you really can't afford to project an image out to the world of what you think that person thinks of you. And at the end of the day, no offense, no one's probably thinking of you anyway. You know, Queen Elizabeth died, I don't know, was it a month ago, two months ago, three months ago? And you probably haven't thought about her since then. And she ran shit for like 100 years. You know what I mean? Like, we think everybody's thinking about us. and Oh, they're going to judge us. Like, And if they are, fuck them. But at the end of the day, man, like, no one gives a shit. We're all going to be dead in 100 years anyway, and no one will have given a fuck. But you would have been unhappy to try to, like, portray some image to somebody? Like, that seems crazy to me. So you can't try to find your identity in just the job title or just the car you drive or the zip code you live in or the amount of money that you make or the things that you can buy. It's it's a it's an empty place to be. And I believe it's probably in a, a strong contrast to how our grandparents and your great grandparents grew up and how they found their identity through vastly different channels. At least mine did, you know? And I don't know how old a lot of you guys are, but all my grandparents are dead. Uh, I knew three of them. Uh, My grandpa died, you know, way before I was ever in existence. And so the three grandparents I did have, not once when I remember them or think about them and like the time we spent together, do I reflect on the clothes they wore or the type of purse my grandma had or shoes that maybe she wore or the belt my grandpa wore like was my grandpa gonna wear a fucking gucci belt i'm from minnesota dude dude is out duck hunting all the time like you know what i mean like it, it's like when we think of them we don't think of those things we don't think of oh what neighborhood did they live in you know maybe like the surroundings because you had fun and you played as a kid or they took you you know apple picking or whatever your thing was but it was like well they lived in this zip code or my grandma drove this type of car their legacy and impact on me wasn't rooted in any material possessions. Absolutely none. And what they did for a living was part of who they were, but it wasn't everything they were. And I wouldn't look at them as a success or failure based on their car or their house or what type of furniture they had inside. The takeaway If you got money and you want to spend it on fancy material stuff and it makes you happy in some way and you have fun doing it, 100% spend that shit, dude. And if you're like older and you got kids and you want to spend it all on yourself doing dope shit, you earn that money, dude, respect. Your kids can make their own money. That's just my two cents. So if you want to go out with a bang, like just flossing and you can afford it and you can afford to do it, please, by all means, do it. You earned it spend away. That is my belief. But if you're broke, do not try and extend yourself to have things that you cannot afford. The stress and anxiety of living check to check, that lifestyle, man, it's not worth your peace. Nothing is. Nothing is worth your peace. I promise you that. I've had mine taken from me and it is not fun. And there's no need to live that way if you don't have to. Again, I, I grew up broke, you guys, like many of you. 
I moved here broke. I was broke for most of my adult life. Is it fun? No, it sucks. Uh, am I way happier now? I'm a, I'm a different person now, but I don't think I'm happier. I can just solve more problems and I can, I have more freedom and I can do more cool shit because I have money. So being broke is not fun, especially when it's a choice, when you don't have to be. If you can structure your life in a way where you can make your money work for you so you don't have to work for it every second of the day and give it away to all these companies for a bunch of things that are not really making your life better, I would urge you to do that. And I know it's tough, man, because social media has made it different. It's made the uh, the envy which that's the word I'll use, the envy of uh, or the FOMO, as a young kid say, fear of missing out, of keeping up with the Joneses and shit, you know, even worse today than it was probably 30 years ago because it's it's simply highlighted now. I think this has always existed. We've always done this as people, but because it's so upfront in your face, it's made it worse. But just don't get caught up in it, man. Like, don't get trapped living above your means just to flex and pretend to look successful, quote unquote, to the world. Because in the end, reality and the truth always catches up. And deep down, you know, you're just, you're trying to fix something or fill some void or you're looking for some kind of adoration or feedback or praise or you're trying to buy a feeling that won't last because you're not happy with your life or what you've done or oh, who knows what the reason is and, and why people do it. They're, they're trying to fix something and buy something and fill something that is unfillable and it's unfixable with things. That much I do know. And just know if you're listening to this, you're, you are, you're more than, than the shit you have. You're not the money you have in the bank. You're not the car you drive. You're not the clothes you wear. These are just things you have in the moment. Who you are is so much more and how you feel. Your happiness level is so much more valuable. And in my humble opinion, happiness and freedom is the ultimate success. Happiness and freedom is the ultimate flex. The freedom to do what you want, when you want, how you want, that's being rich to me. That's you driving a Ferrari in a, you know, not materialistic sense. That's you having everything. And and I, I truly mean that. That's the ultimate success to me. And that, my friends, doesn't come from you trying to look rich and be fancy before you're really rich and fancy. If you are now to the point where you're rich, you can be fancy as hell and do dope things. But if you're not, I think real happiness and freedom is going to elude you as you're stuck in this cycle that the game's geared against you, man. They don't build these giant you know, car companies and home companies and credit card companies because they're stupid. They hire the smartest people. They know what they're doing. They know your behaviors. They know you sometimes better than you do. And they're willing to give you things to entice you to stay in the circle, to keep you in the basically hamster wheel of revolving debt. And it's a race that you cannot fucking win, man. It's trying to, it's like trying to outrun your shitty diet. You can do it for a little bit. You can't do it for 30 years. And that's what people are trying to do. 
It's a race that's not winnable. And I'll leave you guys with one last Tyler Durden quote before I let you go here. Many of you heard it before. Again, we have this one up in our office too. And it's, and I quote, stop buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. Stop buying things you do not need with money you don't currently have to impress people you don't even fucking like. The fact that grown adults do this will will be the thing that if you believe in God or the universe or source energy or unicorn tears or whatever the fuck you believe in, I'll be like, hey man, number one, like why do why do dogs only live for like 15 years and not like 100 years? Because that's really sad. And two, it's my wife's question actually. Uh, and two, why do people feel this need to buy things that they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like? Like what is that inside of us? And why is that such a problem in the world we live in today? And just so everybody knows who's listening, again, no judgment here. If you made some bad financial mistakes, the cool thing is you can turn the ship around. It's like, you know, if you ate like shit for 10 years, you can start with a good meal today. If you had terrible spending habits for 10 years, you can start with some good habits today. And I share all this because I've seen the effect it has on people. It steals your peace. It steals your happiness. It steals your creativity. It's the number one reason people get divorced. It causes, it's the comparison game, which we've talked about before on here. You either put people down so you feel good or you put people on a pedestal so you feel like shit. Either way, you lose. And you're comparing apples to oranges consistently and you're doing it across the board and at scale with the world. And it's just, it never ends well. And you have to know this. Your day one people. When I say your day one people, I mean like your closest fucking homies, right? Like my best friend's name is Connor. Like Connor's my day one. Like I've known him since I was, you know, shit in my pants and not like grown adult Jeremy drunk shit in his pants, like little kid Jeremy shit in his pants. Like that's, he's one of my day one people. And I have a lot of those. I'm very blessed. If I have anything I got lucky with in my life, it's like I got this group of fucking knuckleheads that I've known my whole life. Your day one people, your closest homies, your friends, your family, the people who really love you, man, like, you know, they would do anything for you. You know, they're the, if you ever watch the town, Ben Affleck shows up to Jeremy Renner and he's like, we need to take your car and we're going to hurt some people. You can't ask me about it later. You can't ask me what it's for. He goes, but we need to go. And then he's just like, whose car are we taking? You know, as he goes in and I butchered that line, but basically like that's his day one. That's the closest people to you. Your mom, your dad are typically those people, hopefully your brother, your sister, and you got a couple guys and girls in your circle Those people love you, not just for the stuff you have. They don't give a fuck about the stuff you have. They care about you for you. What you do for each other, how you make each other feel, how you support each other, how you've built a life together, how you've created memories together. Whether you drive a Ford or a Ferrari or you live in a 10,000 square foot mansion or a two bedroom fucking condo, they love you the same. And I think if you really look at your life and you don't think you have enough and you need more stuff, if you slow down for a second and you stop being so busy working in your life and you step back and you can look at your life and work on your life, you'll see, oh, you know what? I do have a lot. I do have enough already. 
I just been looking at the wrong things. <sighs> Take that with you, you guys today. Um, I know I get uh, worked up on some of those things, but they're important to me because life can be hard as it is. If I know anything, it's like when you're having a bunch of good days and things are going great, I can promise you, you're going to have some shitty days, man. That's just, that's the peaks and valleys. That's the roller coaster. And if you're having a bunch of shitty days, just know you're going to have some better days. You're going to have some good days. That's just how the game works. And I think sometimes we just get wrapped up in certain things and we create bad days in our life and we create stress in our life and we create these chaotic environments in our life and we don't need to. And I don't want you to be creating unrest and anxiety and stress in your life in an already kind of, you know, imperfect world where that stuff's going to exist. So make your life better, make your life happier, make your life easier by doing some different things financially that can put you in a good place. And we've had a lot of experts on this podcast and, and my wife and I have talked about it a lot and, and we by are no means perfect, but I just try to do things that I know are going to make our lives better and make our relationship better and make my happiness level better and make me, you know, have more perspective and be able to be more generous with the world and my time and what I can do. And, uh, I got there by just, you know, not buying things I couldn't afford before I could afford them and not trying to look like something I wasn't. And I think if you look at your stuff, it'll, it'll be similar. So thank you, you guys. I appreciate you as always. Uh, again, you already know if you're on the Apple podcast and you like what we do here, drop this a five-star, leave a comment. Selfishly, it helps us a lot. If you're on Spotify, drop it a five-star too. It's super cool. If you guys like what we do, you can give us a Google review. I'll take that too. I think the link's in the show notes. Um, we do appreciate those. That does help our business, the app and everything across the board. If you guys want to do a free week of the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, jeremyscottfitness.app, you guys can click the link below. Sign up for the 40 days of fitness. That's included. Um, as well. So you can do the whole challenge for literally, you know, a couple pennies a day, which is pretty badass. We used to sell that thing for like two, 300 bucks, but I'm trying to help more people these days. So it's my gift to you. And if you want free samples of athletic greens or the beam CBD stuff, hit me up. I'm happy to get that to you as well. And uh, I wish you guys an awesome Friday. I truly do. Um, my plan is to be back here on a podcast on Sunday with my man, Troy Casey, who's a certified health nut. And he is He's something different, man. So I think that's going to be a spicy one for you to listen to. But lastly, if you do have people in your life that you can share this with that are maybe not making great financial decisions and doing things that are robbing them of their happiness, you know, and you don't want to say it to them, send this over to them. And maybe I'll be the person who, you know, cuts a little deeper and it gets through it and they can make some better choices. Cause at the end of the day, there's no judgment here, man. I'm not perfect. I fuck up a lot of things in my life and I've fucked up more things than, than all of you who are, are listening. I can, uh, I can assure you that, but sometimes hearing something and seeing something from a different point of view or perspective is a thing that does spark a change. And at the end of the day, we're just trying to make people, you know, live a healthier, happier life. And, you know, we live in a financial world and that's, that is part of it. So Thank you guys as always, and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.